Hello. Welcome back. Happy 2024. Happy New Year. Uh, we are so thrilled to be here chatting in the new year. This is the Mother Pucker podcast. I know we've been away a while. Um, if you don't know, because we've been a long, away so long, I am Reese. I am here with my beautiful and wonderful co-host. What's up, uh, guys? Riz. This is Riz. Yeah, we are back for another episode in a new year. New year. <laughs> and we've made we've got it. We've got a lot to catch up on. We, we do have a ton to catch up on. We've made it to the new year, mm-hmm. um, which is, it didn't seem possible for a little while there. Uh, but it's so great to see you, Riz. We're so glad we're back uh, getting to chat all things hockey, all things Oilers, all things PWHL, some all-star news. So real quick, happy new year. Did you have a great holiday? Did you have, well- a, did you have some fun? I had a I had a great holiday. Yeah, absolutely. Spent some time in Edmonton. Unfortunately, the boys were on the road, so I didn't get to go to any games. Um, however, I am feeling extra fired up that we are recording today on January seventh. Uh, and guess what, ladies and gentlemen, the Edmonton Oilers are in a playoff spot. <laughs> we are back, Woo-hoo! baby. We are back. It may be a wild card spot. It doesn't matter. It counts. We have it gone. Counts. Well, you know what? We are in that wild card spot. And like there is a bunch of teams that are all kind of within two points of each other that are fighting for that wild card spot. But the craziest thing about this is that we still have like five game on four games on hand on most teams. Yeah, we haven't like, even made it to our halfway of the season yet. I know, which so is we've... also not a great thing because that means we gotta grind through this back half of the season. We now, yeah, you know, it's like it's been positive in the sense that it's given Skinner time to rest mm-hmm. because we don't have a backup plan. And Pickard's played decently for the few games he's played. Very few games he's very played. Very few games he's played. But they are they are standing on the shoulders of Skinner right now mm-hmm. to try and get into that wild card spot and to try and catch up from thirteenth to eight. <laughs> um, you know, jumping jumping hoops to get into a wild card spot. And now the real test comes when he doesn't have four days between a game. Or or six games or five or games. games. Yeah, or yeah, five yeah. Like games. whatever. Or like two weeks off. Yeah. So, so yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is a beautiful day as an Oilers fan as of last night beating the Ottawa Senators mm-hmm. uh, to take a wild card spot. And it is great that we have games in hand because that puts momentum sort of in our corner. Um, we get to see other people. We we get to kind of play out the season as we need to play it as long as they're hungry for it. So, and more um, than anything, I think the only blessing behind this is is that good thing we didn't play. A lot more games when we sucked really bad because <laughs> it would have been an even deeper hole even to have deeper to, hole. to dig San, out like, of like like a behind san jose type of hole yeah it yeah it had been bad. difficult times so mm-hmm. you're right that this game's in hand is positive but now the real test begins because now mm-hmm. they are playing every other night mm-hmm. they've got such a wild schedule in january crazy. and they play the exact same days every week it's like what Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Oh, I didn't even look at that. It's you know just consistent. Normally, yeah, you know yeah. how normally it's like a, every other, like you go yeah. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. No, it is two. I think I believe it is Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday for the entire month of January. Interesting. Even okay, so All Star Break though is first week of February, correct? Yes. Okay. So yeah. we've got to crush a bunch of games here. Oh. Boys have been on the road for quite a while though we had that eastern yeah. trip right before the break we're back right back to california trip after the break um 
Nauber becomes the first coach ever to come in in midseason and have two seven game winning streaks. Um, yeah, go coach Nob, Nobby. Well done. (laughs) We're loving it. We're loving it. And more than anything, it just like seems that the boys have their mojo back. Like, this is the team that when we did our preseason previews before everything started, this is the team we expected to see in action. This is glimpses of last year. Um, Maybe still power play, not quite where we thought it'd be. It struggled a little bit. They were yep. two for 12 for the last couple of games through that um, um, California road trip. But yep. glimpses, uh, thank you to Sir Zachary Hyman back uh, it, versus Ottawa yesterday thank with you, that Toronto. Hat-trick. I'll never thank Toronto for anything other than that. <laughs> Bless Toronto. And that contract. Contract. Yeah. Um, so... I mean, sorry, I jumped around because you wanted to start with how our holiday breaks were. Oh, but... no, I just wanted to say, like, I'm so glad that that, that you know, I'm sad you missed a game or didn't get to see a game yeah. in Edmonton at this Christmas holiday. But, like, maybe that, you know, was a good thing because our teams are, our team is in a seven-game heater right now. Mm-hmm. And we have not lost, so we have lost six games total since November 11th. Six games in two months. Now, mm-hmm. I know we had some chunks of time off in that. But that is, that's 18 and six in two months. That is unbelievable. That's and very good hockey. It's very good hockey. And they're not <laughs> done, right? We have no idea what the next game holds. So it could, this heater could continue. Um, fingers crossed it's another eight game and we keep going because mm. um, we need to, because we've got teams on our butts now, uh, right behind us in the standings. But I agree. I think like the team looks like more of the team that we, sought out to chat about at the beginning of the season when the dumpster fire anomaly happened and we were all like wait what <laughs> so let me ask you this what do you think since Knobloch's come in what do you think has been the biggest change that you notice on the ice couple things so I think one thing is he seems like he must have a resting heart rate of 30 like it like he does he's ice in his veins and as soon as things go bad he doesn't like rip dry sidle up to McDavid's line and like he he keeps the same like cool composed that see everything just seems cool and composed even mm-hmm. when they're maybe down one or two goals mm-hmm. and there's this like again we use the word resiliency like there's just this resiliency or this like yep that's okay just keep playing your game and mm-hmm. you will get it back because we have so much offensive talent so that's like one thing I noticed I'm like well that that he must have like Navy SEAL training or something that he's so cool and calm under under, <laughs> under pressure um to not just want to be like okay put all of our offensive talent together and like hope for the best no like that's great I think um I think another up op- another like marked improvement is obviously Paul Coffey in our defense and and less again less panic mm-hmm. like reading plays making plays being engaged um for for a man who didn't want to be the def- defensive coach <laughs> who didn't want to be there like <laughs> was like I'm not sure I should be doing this but yeah but okay I guess if I'm forced mm-hmm. um if my hand is tied then I will and thank goodness that his hand was tied and he was forced into that position because there just seems to be like like even Vinny Vinny DeHarnay like who'd have thunk that that we'd have Vinny taking a few strides towards the blue line and not just panicking. Um, yeah. Like stoked, stoked for some strong de- defense or even when they do make a few mistakes and it often happens in the second, it, it thinks like second period, we just start to 
the coast a little bit still. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like we regroup again for the third. So those have been my two noticeable things. What about you? Uh, yeah. So the thing that obviously like we were just beating a dead horse over was the defensive play and the defensive lapses. And you still see them. We still give up um, odd man rushes now. However, they they are way fewer so instead of it being like i feel like we were on that that losing streak it felt like it was like there would be five to six to seven odd man rushes a game easily and now it's like one or two or even if it's three and you know the thing that's been really cool to watch is um Stuart skinner has made some pretty incredible big saves when he needs to um and whether that is, you know, he's in the rhythm, it's his net, it's all the time, it, there's no question, it's like, you better save it because you're the only guy who's going to save it. And maybe he, that's a different mentality that's been pushed onto him. Um, or uh, he's just confident that he can kind of just make the stop because he knows somebody's actually back on the horse getting back to, uh, in case he gives up a rebound, he doesn't have to worry about the rebound as much. I'm not sure like what the, the psychology is behind that, but it just <laughs> seems like Skinner can make a save a little bit more when we need him to. It's funny because I feel like he he maybe is actually a little more dialed in for those high pressure chances but then he he'll let in a softy a softy here in the yeah yeah it's like the he has like a mental moment yeah of like unawareness or something yeah, <laughs> yeah so he, he's making some big saves which i think in turn is actually giving the players a little more confidence in his play um so that's been a big thing and then you know like last year we had nuge score 100 points which was insane we had a 100 point year and like we haven't seen that really out of nuge he's still been that kind of quiet consistent guy in there but like Zach Hyman has just become the nuge of this year right like he is the one who is like he's in the net everything he touches turns to gold and um, another player who's been really stepping up that's been just so fantastic to see is Fogel yes Lauren Fogel has been incredible to watch he is confident and he like multiple nights in a row with goals and or like he he had did he have a five point night? Yeah, he, he had, had a five, five point, point night. He had a five point night. And then McDavid goes, hold my beer. Yeah. I got to do that too. So, <laughs> yeah, it comes um, up like, sorry, apologies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I think it just in general, it's been this is the team that we, they're playing up to their caliber. And, yeah. and like, even then, I'd argue um, McDavid is not last year. He, when he scored 60, like, we know that he, he went into last year on a mission that he's like, I am here to score and shoot first mentality. And he isn't that this year. He is not, he is back to where he was two years ago. Mm -hmm. He is always looking to make that sick pass that somebody's going to make in. And then defenders know that like, they just know that. And I think McDavid needs to go a little bit back to that kind of me first mentality. Mm -hmm. Um, But if he wants to save it for playoffs, I'm okay with that too. Yeah. And if it's still like, you know, we talked earlier, we're like, we, that man had to have been injured. Like he just had to, we know, we think he totally was rushed back for heritage classic and all of the, and and probably on his own accord or within his own words, but if he's still even something nagging and this is what we get out of him, beautiful. And he, if he thinks he's got another dial or two, and I know he does mm-hmm. for playoffs. Sure. Sure. Sir. Yeah. David, yeah. we have knighted you. We have knighted you a sir. Even though I don't <laughs> think Canadians have sirs. Maybe they do. I don't know. Uh, he is that. And he can, he can turn that up come April and May. If that's what needs yeah. to happen. That's fine. 
We're part of the Commonwealth. We have to have Sarah. Yeah, we just have to have knight, yeah. knighting abilities, right? We must. <laughs> well, I'm offering it. There's no queen mm-hmm. anymore, and the king doesn't seem to be doing much of that. So I'm just offering it as mm-hmm. a, a podcast to McDavid. But if if Sir McDavid feels like he would like to just continue passing as he is, okay, that's fine. Uh, yeah. But yeah, come playoffs, I would like to see a full 100% mcdavid ripping it era and we'll and hopefully and and i think with dry settle too some days and this isn't to say on this heater that there hasn't been moments where I'm like what the hell is happening yes exactly there still are moments 100 play i don't know if you've know for me it just feels super like bipolar or like a mm-hmm. word like but just like two ends of the spectrum where sometimes he just skates so lazy and makes like the worst laziest pass or like mm-hmm. and then there's moments of brilliance and i'm like okay dry but he's definitely getting it's starting to click with the McLeod Fogel line with him. Yep. Yeah, and I'm so, loving that line. Loving that. They're so playing so well just, together. Maybe it was just like a really bad hangover of being ripped away from his best buddy. I don't know. Like that <laughs> That had to have been what was going on. I'd like Evander to find the back of the net. Agreed. He's been really quiet. He's been too quiet. And he, you know, he played. He was the only guy that was kind of playing hard and playing mean when we needed him to through the shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like he was. He was kind of the knight in shining armor during that time. He was clutch. He was he was finding the back of the net in the third period in tight situations. And then he's like, now the team's good. And he's like, gone away again. So I, I don't know if that's a... It's hard to define what his role is on this team because he does wear many hats and it and it often ends up being situation specific. Like when, when the team's good, we don't need him to be kind of like the all-star scoring goals all the, the time to just yeah. to change momentum right we just you don't want to screw anything up exactly but we do need him to be tough and consistent and it is just nice having him there too because i think i'll like another t- when another team looks at this team and evander kane is is thing like they, they don't screw around right like it's just he is that he still brings that kind of tough attitude um as much as he's not like a fighter by any means but he could be if we need him to but he's still kind of a guy that is feared and intimidated i think um yeah so it's just that and we got to talk about it but connor brown is the most snake bitten human in the history of the world i thought it was bad last year with fogel where fogel would have these like beautiful breakaways and he was skating so well and then like the the net just disappeared for him or something (laughs) But it is <laughs> 10 times worse for Connor Brown. It is it's insane. actually painful. It's, it's painful. Pain. It's like the more open of a net he has, the the more like crazy the situation will be that he can't get a shot off or he'll miss the net or like or it's like the just pass like, is intercepted. Like I don't even understand. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't make like they're any not sense. trying. I think he played like the last final minute in 28 last night when they were when they when Otto had pulled the goalie. That's yeah. bad. When you're putting someone out, like just, just let them get it in the back of the net. net. Yeah. Just to get the monkey off his back. And mm-hmm. all, we were sitting here watching. She'd be like, just pass it to Connor. Put it back to Connor Brown. Please just give yeah. it to Connor just Brown. Just let Connor Brown have a shot at it. Just like let him I actually him. wanted Skinner to have a shot at the empty net last Me night. Too. I, he thought about it. You could tell. There <laughs> yeah, was like a brief moment like, of like, is he And then he's like, this? no, put this up the boards. No, yeah. Put this up the boards. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Connor Brown, that man is deeply unlucky right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it would be nice if it wasn't the case. I would like for him. Yeah, to so I was I didn't realize this about his contract. So he had like an option where they could have actually terminated it or or sent him down or whatever it was earlier. But because we had injuries and he had to get back in when we were healthy to him, and then he's back in, 
Um, he ended up hitting that threshold. So basically like his full salary is going to count towards the cap. Um, and he's in for next year too. He's guaranteed. So, um, that becomes a little bit of an issue if, but maybe just your example of Fogel is a good, good one there. Cause maybe this, I, I honestly don't think his play is brutal enough that he's like a bad player. I just feel like he just gets really unlucky and then he's in his head and it's just one of these like negative and he just like needs to score like pull the monkey off his back toss around and maybe he can just go for a run because like even a few chipping in a few goals at this point like with that money we we need him to do that and i know that the Mm -hmm. longer this goes the harder it's gonna be exactly this is all mental now right this is like it's so mental it's insane which is like right where campbell is so so that's like kind of thing and it, it hurts our books big time but i mean i was still super happy with our fourth line play Derek ryan being the absolute hero um in LA I think it was or was it Anaheim it was in it was was LA LA yeah it was LA and it was in overtime and you're like yes Derek Ryan bless you bless you yeah and he had one hell of a game he's just he's just such a consistent player who who always finds a way to step up when you least expect it and it's just so valuable to have a guy like that I really feel like the fourth line is is our every time they play they play so hard like I'm never afraid when the fourth line's on because they 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 play so strategically that they don't make a lot of big mistakes. Mm -hmm. Um, And they, they occasionally like become dangerous. And it's like, if you can prove that we, it almost is like bringing up that we do have a little bit more depth than I think the stat charts will show um, as long as, you know, that kind of effort and attitude stays on there with those guys. Um, I think it's just sometimes our third line is just too quiet. Like it's, it's in, that's Kane and, and Nuge. And so it's, it's been really fun to watch. Um, the Boosh bomb is just incredible. Uh, yeah. I can't stand him. I still can't stand him, I but I love the Boosh bomb. <laughs> Me too. And it's so funny because it's like, I think, I, uh, I think that if we had, if it's like, I think I've said this before with Boosh, it's like when he makes a mistake, it's so glaringly bad that you're like, What? When he makes a mistake, it usually leads to a goal. Like his, yeah. I'm gonna pull up his stats right now, but but keep talking. (laughs) He keeps scoring, and you're like, "Sir, I think you forgot that you're a defenseman. That you play defense first, and you play defense first. But you know what? I think like our greatest. You know, I've I've dogged on Holland a lot in my life, but Mm -hmm. our greatest rightfully he offered us was Mm -hmm. Ekholm, and. Now yes. that Ekholm is 100 and seems to be playing back to true Ekholm Viking form, it's like it minimizes Boosh's inconsistencies. So mm-hmm. you really only end up seeing the like glorious elements, right? Where you're like, oh, this defenseman just scores a whole bunch of goals. Okay, so um, put it this yeah. way. Like he's, we've played 36 games or he's played 36 games. Okay. He was on, remember he was on that streak of point points per game so he has 39 points in 36 games but he is plus two that is saying a lot it is (laughs) like that is saying a lot because he was like minus i want to say like i think it was minus double digit at one point point if yes it was just it's crazy to me um that you can be you know on constantly on a on a power play that is lethal when it wants to be uh and (laughs) you're you're only plus two and you have 39 points in 36 games games. okay yeah oh yeah 
Oh, you play God. defense, sir. Remember. Yeah. Remember. Yeah. That's okay. You know what? For some reason, we have limited goals. You know, there's like it has been a few softies in the past few games. Yeah. Eckholm mm-hmm. seems to be taking care of what Bush can't handle on that line. For sure. Um, so you know, I think and Darnell, Darnell, my dear Darnell nurse, I've wanted this from you. I like the fact that I don't even know you exist anymore is why I is like the dream for me. I don't want <laughs> that's gonna to be hear really your that's, name. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. I was gonna say, I haven't really heard much about Darnell, but again, it's like because that's why I mean we still pay him too much, but that's why we pay him. That's why I pay him. I yeah. like I'm happy now. Like, yes. I don't want to hear your name. I don't want to hear what you've done. I just want you to exist and keep the puck out of the freaking net. And you are doing that, Darnell Nurse. And I am grateful for you because I am not having to talk about you. I've never yes. been happier that Darnell Nurse is on our team because I forget he is on our team. And <laughs> that is like a joy in my heart. So thank you, Darnell, for whatever you are doing or Paul Coffey, whatever you are doing with Darnell. Mm-hmm. Thank you, defense, for at home for being healthy you know i think like i'm excited to see what this month the the nice part yes the schedule is going to get intense for us in terms yes. of the amount of games and we're going to have people great for fans out. amazing for fans I, mm-hmm. I keep going like when when do we play hockey again is my team ever i play? know but i will say thankfully it, it is a softer january in terms of teams yeah if we play a, a chicago uh, a bedardless chicago yeah yeah, we do right away. That's that's the Tuesday game. Um, yeah, then we we, we I know there's a Columbus game. We do have a our first Battle of Alberta is January twentieth. You know your there girl will be there. Battle of Alberta. There yeah. has not been yet. We get three in the second half. The oh ex- no, there has uh the Heritage Classic. Heritage Sorry. Classic. So we had I, a Heritage. It's hard to count that as a you know it's like I know it's a game yeah. but it's it's not a game. Right? But we still so we get three three Battle of Albertas for the rest of the year. The first okay. one being January twentieth. I will be there. I just want to touch on Darnell before we keep going through the schedule. Yeah. So Darnell has also played 36 games. He only has 14 points. We're not paying him for points, but he has plus eight. Darnell, Darnell, <laughs> So he has 14 points at plus eight, and Evan Bouchard has 39 points and is only plus two. So let's like break Here's that down a little bit. The, ma- the math isn't mathing. The math is not the math mathing. Is not mathing. <laughs> um, I have never cheered openly for Darnell Nurse, and I am cheering openly today. And yet here we are. Yes, here we are. Um, but yes, we have. We've got the Blackhawks. We've got the Preds. We've got now. We do see the Golden Knights. So it's not until February. So let's just looking at January. We've got the Flames who are below us. The Kraken is below us. We do see the Leafs. That's fine. It's always a bit of a shit show when you play Montreal. Any or we play Toronto anyway. Um, we and we play Montreal. I play Montreal. As well. Yeah. Um and. We actually play the Blackhawks twice. Twice, yeah. I think there's one at home and one away. Yes. So we, like, arguably should be able to take quite a few points from this month. Now, they're the Edmonton Oilers. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they show up exceedingly well against the Rangers. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes they forget that they're playing San Jose. I don't, I, it's, it's, this year is such an anomaly and a blip on the radar to me that I'm not even sure what the rest of this month holds, especially (laughs) given the consistency of games. Yeah. But I am really hoping that we can, we can take a bunch of points and just keep racking them up right now. Yeah. Let's have a little quick chat because we haven't talked about this since in a while. So, and we've had a Christmas break First game back to the boys. It looks like Jesus went back to Ontario. They were on that East Coast trip. 
Um, and then they went back and they had to play the San Jose Sharks. And it was the first game back. They they had two major comeback wins, first against Jersey, then against New York. Um, awesome way to end before right before Christmas there. Um, like fantastic third periods by the guys against two really good teams. Um, and then they go and play San Jose. And I am not going to lie. I felt so different about that game because I think so many people – we're just like, oh, it's the first game back. They play the Sharks. And I was like, let's not forget what happened the last time they played the Sharks. The last time they played the Sharks, it was the battle of the last place. And it literally was the game that probably cost Jay Woodcroft his, his job. And I was like, in my mind, when the boys came out, I was like, they're, they're going to have two ways. They're either going to be sleepy and they're just going to be uh, out there and they're going to be man 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 like again uh, san jose sharks who have gone on yet another 10 game losing streak like they are so bad they're so bad and then all of a sudden they came out and i was like they should take this game super seriously and yeah. they like they scored a lot of goals that game what was it eight it was eight, five, so, nothing. Five, five nothing so five nothing five nothing scaring scoring a lot of goals but you're right and i really was like that was the game that i was like they care like they, this is like the game that I was like, they, they mean business. Like it's yeah. like they, they could have come back and just kind of shook off the rust and probably gotten away with one there, yeah. but they took it to them. And that I think was kind of to set the tone for what has gone on into the rest of this I winning agree. streak. Um, and, and, and it's, it's shown and they've got to play pretty awesome hockey since then. So yeah. I just wanted to touch on that one because we have had a lot of games because since our last conversation, uh our, our, our few listeners know that we're deeply superstitious and so yes. recording this when we are on heaters is really hard because for some reason every time we would record they would and then they would lose the and then we'd ruin the streak the and then we yeah. would ruin the streak and that was really hard on our hearts so doing this now just no mm-hmm. friends that tuesday mm-hmm. better be a um a decisive win so that we can forgive ourselves for all of those yeah things. but we are playing as you said a a bedard list Blackhawks team that Mackenzie Blackout well I think is his name Blackwall what's mm-hmm. his first yeah, he is I I watched him play so I watched the Flames play um they played an afternoon game today and oh the Flames are bad too my goodness oh my gosh they're so bad um they have an incredible goaltender and they just are so bad they do. but they but do. like the Blackhawks are they're dangerous because they almost don't care the Blackhawks are a team that just have nothing to lose every single night that they step on the ice and they just play like we're not supposed to be good so we don't give a shit and we go out there and they 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 grind and they score like great goals there's a lot of talent on that team a lot of young talent um and Bedard did you see the hit that he took the the butt end thoughts on that hit I okay so it it, I don't think it was malicious at all. I think it was a shitty end, like a shitty kind of, he was at a bad angle, bent over, took a butt end of the stick to the jaw, essentially, and broke his jaw. So when I saw it happen, I and he immediately skated off, it didn't look, like it looked like it hurt. Don't get me wrong. Anytime you get hit yeah. in the face, it looks like it hurt. But yeah. I, it was like, I, in my mind, I was like, I bet you he lost a ton of teeth. Like uh, maybe, yeah. and maybe they shattered. So he didn't want, like, maybe he didn't want to come back. Blood yeah. Well, it's not just like blood. Like I know hockey players come back after losing teeth all the time, but like, I thought maybe it just looked like maybe his teeth got bent in. 
Um, so then obviously that could be like a, a harder thing to come back. So when they said there's his jaw, I was like, it didn't like a bunt out of the stick. I, I get it. It was probably, it was probably just a bad angle, yep. but it didn't seem like something that could literally break your jaw. So that's a tough one for the kid. It is a tough one for the kid. And I don't, I don't think it was dirty. I like, no. I know there's a lot of talk about it being dirty. I mm. don't think it was dirty. Yeah. It looked like he had his head down a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, coming in and it maybe just been the height differential. Like it, mm-hmm. I think I've seen dirtier hits recently. Yes. A lot of them. Yes. And now I think that's that's obviously a crappy way mm-hmm. to end your, your rookie season. I don't think the season's end. done. Yeah, I don't think it's well, it could be. Like let's say he's wears wire I, I for six weeks. Comes, I hope he comes back with Cage on. I don't yeah. know if it is, if that's the case, but um that's a crappy yeah, it's not an ideal way to start your yeah career. it's gonna suck for him though because they're probably gonna have to wire it so he's gonna be on like literally blending all his food yeah, for a little while sure, that sucks sure. yeah so and he might lose a little bit of weight which is guy. yeah i mean don't get me wrong he's thick he is yeah. he is only probably five nine but he is like he's like i think i've said this before he's built like Sidney crosby his lower legs like he is tree trunks thick yes absolutely <laughs> some tree trunks um yeah like him like a tory krug like tory krug's i think a little bit shorter but guys like that they they're fine but yeah he'll probably lose a little bit of weight off that so that kind of sucks too because uh you you need to be thick if you're gonna be that a little bit tinier yeah. yeah 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 tough one so that is a tough one and i hope i hope him well but i also hope our oilers um spank the blackhawks twice this month and take as many uh any as many two points as they can and then for those few games in our own division i hope it's like i'm i don't want any overtime points being given being offered up we can't to, we can't handle it. Seattle has a lot of overtime points. Hey, do you you have that? Do you have the stats right in front of you? I think Seattle I has what like nine overtime losses. Seattle like they they like, yeah. I was uh, looking at the standings earlier. The yeah. So in Seattle's playing really well right now. They spanked Vegas at the Heritage Classic or what outdoor. Outdoor, I'm getting these the confused. Winter classic. The winter classic. The winter classic on on Jan- January first. First, really yeah. Like January 1st? Yes, mm-hmm. with the the fish throwing. Did you watch? Yes, I did. <laughs> I, I have. To, did you like, see the outfits of the walk-ins? I I did. It, yes. I love how I love the commitment. I will think the the fish throwing and the flames, like the big like pyro. There's that yeah. photo of Adam Larson from it. Like it may be the most badass photo of all time. Like Adam, like walking down. There's like a fish in the air. Like yeah. pyro behind him. I'm like wearing his okay. like red overalls. Wearing his overalls. Like okay, Michael Bay. Like you've just like made a Transformer <laughs> movie for the NHL. Um, but that I think yeah. I'm. Uh, we need to not no overtime points. No more LA overtimes. Although that was an exciting at AF overtime in Absolutely. LA. Yes. And I just like. It reminded me, it was so funny because it was like, you know, after the second round against the Golden Knights, who we all know, if you listen, I despise, mm-hmm. um, I had forgotten how much I also hated LA. And oh, I hate, I hate LA though. way more than I hate uh, Vegas, for sure. I was like, oh, right. I freaking hate these dudes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. A little dirty gets in your skin yeah. and just makes it, it just crawl. Like, and it just yes. he constantly whines. I'm like, and if he was on my team, I would love it. I would love of it every second. Of course, you that's the kind of person that you're gonna get you on your team. Yeah. But like I hate him. Public just, enemy. Like, public enemy. And then every time um LA fans blow a whistle mm-hmm. when the Oilers enter Ozone, I was like so mad. I was like, oh right, oh right. They're trying to like 
just like I was like, so they're the worst fans that. in the league. They're terrible. They're the worst that they spit on little girls. Like they're, they're the worst fans they're in the so league. Terrible. Like, yeah, it is just trash. Atrocious. They're trash. And yes. so I, yeah, I had this moment where I was like, okay. Oh my God, I forgot how much I hated this team. Mm-hmm. And I feel that in my soul as well right now for the Canucks, and especially since I'm living in enemy territory, mm-hmm. I like, I, I, I don't want to see them in the playoffs. I want Vancouver to take a tumble, a massive mm-hmm. tumble, but I don't, it's not happening. So, it's crazy. If you would have said at the beginning of the season that Vancouver and Winnipeg were going to be leading, like, are you like Vancouver is number one in the West? Yeah, it is I, insane. By like, a lottery ticket, how could you ever have predicted that? No, I don't know. Like it's just it's wild to me. And like and but I think both and both teams didn't make significant roster changes by no. any means. No, it was literally a coach that came in and people bought into their system, yeah. which is kind of actually what's happening with Philly too. Philly is like a team that's massively overachieving and I hate um, torts but love torts I know the torts like and again that message is like especially when it's coming from a guy like that it doesn't always work but it, it's working in this situation um and but it, I will say too Winnipeg and Vancouver excellent goaltending and that is still, phenomenal you're right is that is a difference maker question mark for our team we might have the 100%. greatest offense in the world and we do like yep. anyone wants to argue that they yep. just lost their marbles yeah mcdavid is the greatest hockey player currently playing and mm-hmm. we have amazing offensive talent mm-hmm. but the goaltending as great as skinner is playing yeah is not proven it is not nope. a proven like this is not a year-long proven system this is not a playoff nope. hardy fellow and goaltending still screams to me like what what it could happen what could happen what if we lose Skinner what if he gets injured knock on every wood yep. right and so I think you know yes I couldn't yes, agree more I couldn't agree more like the goaltending situation in, in Winnipeg and and Vancouver is just incredible like well Demko is is like because he had such an off year last year. Wasn't so he, he injured for a portion of it too? Yeah, I think he was out for a bit. But it's just crazy to me. These and the goaltending around the league in general is is weird. Like there's no rhyme or reason of like why some stellar goaltenders are playing like absolute dog crap and then yeah. the rest like and then other people are standing up like in in toronto they they literally are gonna send down <laughs> like it's just like yeah and isn't jonathan quick like suddenly now having an oh, uprising like yeah sorry, and quick, oh and and mark andre flurry is back to yeah. being like one of the most insane <laughs> on a sorry. losing team but like um, what but like and this is where i'm at so yeah. i i think goaltending is a huge question mark for our team i think this month is going to be very telling given the quantity of games that we finally mm-hmm. have and the reg- regularity of games we finally yep. have and i think we will have a better insight come february and the all-star break where our mm-hmm. goaltending looks like and i i want it to be Stuart. i want it to i want him to be a bona fide superstar goaltender i want him to make clutch saves i want him to have a long run in the playoffs i want that for him because like i actually really adore the dude i think that yeah, of course his so, what's not to like about him what's not like, him? like, the, like his, his mustache interview, his interview the other day where he said he like he, like for him being booed is like an honor it's like oh. a privilege to be booed because mm-hmm. like privilege like pressure makes privilege or pr- pressure is a privilege i was like that dude has like a sense of self and understanding that a lot of young people his age or people in his capacity probably don't yet like to be like no no it's a it's totally my privilege to mm-hmm. even have my own fans boo me yeah. like, i don't like it but like 
I also understand like that that makes me lucky. I was like, dude, okay. So yes, I think we've got, we can wrap up the Oilers here knowing that they're going to win on Tuesday. It's not Mm -hmm. us. We are powerful women, but we're not that powerful, I believe. And, uh, and we have a a big month ahead of us and I'm excited to see how many Mm -hmm. points we rack up and, uh, and LA and, and, uh, and VGK, uh, we're coming for you. Uh, I'm not looking, look in your rearview mirror. Mm -hmm. So the month will be wrapped up by all-star game and we know captain, our captain will be our nominated all-star, um, weird situation this year. So how every team kind of gets an all-star and then I've seen, you know, Boone Jenner is going and he has like 14 goals or something like that. And it's like, is he really an all-star? And it's because every team, it's just, it's a weird format to me. Um, And then I know we still have the fan vote. So we still could have more Oilers represented at the all-star game. I know there's a huge push for Sir Zachary Hyman to go in because he is a goal scoring machine. Um, and, and I how think how great will it be to be in Toronto and have him at the all-star game? And that's what I mean. It's like Toronto would just be the icing on the cake. Be like, here fans, here's, here's your guy back. We Thank love you. him. Thank you. We love him. We love yes. him so much. Yes. Um, so I know I will certainly be voting for him. I know like try saddle to me is just like, he is an all-star. I have his Jersey. He is the best but he's just not playing like the guy that, you know, if there's a year to give it to somebody else as well, I give it to to Hyman for sure. Me too. And I, you know, everyone loves to see like the bro content between Devo and, and uh, Leon, but I think it might be, it's, it's definitely Hyman's time. He has earned it. Mm -hmm. He has earned it. There is that like sweet poetic justice of it being in Toronto. Absolutely. And and the other thing is like Dave, like Leon will have other all-star games. This of may be Hyman's only chance. It, it could be. You're right. You know, You're right. Like so fans, put your vote in. Everybody yes. put your vote in. Vote for Sir Zachary Hyman. Yes. We're calling everybody Sir today, and I love sir. it. <laughs> we, we just knighted them all when they're We're knighting well. them. Yeah. Um, yeah, he deserves it. He earned it. And I think Oilers fans or any fans of, ho- of good hockey. He's playing mm-hmm. good hockey. Mm-hmm. And especially for the rest of Canada who hates the Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. Let's just like all vote for Zachary Hyman and make it really really apparent the icy yeah yeah the the ultimate revenge (laughs) always feels good to hate on the leafs a little bit absolutely absolutely um and then so i mean we had our own all-star game here uh with the oilers skills comp which you know i think i hope the guys like it because it is to me as a fan it is just a way to kind of get to know the, their personalities a little bit better. I think, and, and I'm only consuming it. I would, I would have loved to go to the game. Um, I just couldn't make it up to Edmonton for it, but um, it's funny. Cause when I was younger and like a fan, I was like, why would I go to this? It's so garbage. Blah, blah, blah. Like, it doesn't matter. It's stupid. <laughs> like it's but, silly. Yeah. It's silly. But now that I'm a little bit older and like, like care passionately about the team who I personally am connected to none of them. Um, (laughs) Except that we all like in our imaginations, our best friends. Yeah. We're best friends for sure. (laughs) Um, But uh, 
Well, except for my dog is friends with Connor McDavid's dog. I will say that because my parents live two houses away from or three houses away from him. So um, Leonard, the Boomer Doodle. Lenny Lenny is a superstar. And he is a superstar. He's kind of a big (laughs) deal. And which brings me to my next point that the dog races was probably my favorite part of the skills comp. They call what do they call it? The rough, 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 relay, rough, relay, relay. the rough, rough, relay. Okay. I have to like give a little anecdote about the skills competition. So I used to go a lot. Because we, when I was really little, couldn't afford a lot of tickets. My mom was a single mom and I loved hockey. And so and for a long like, time, it was only 20 bucks. It, it's still only 20 bucks. Is it still only 20 it's bucks? Still. And they okay. do not allow resale. Like, like, like they've tried to put things, parameters in place that tickets can't be traded so that okay. people are not up pricing them. It is yeah. like priced at 20. It is flat. It is still for families and yeah. the money is going to charity. Yeah. So anyway, it, it was like a big deal in my years when I was little. Cause I knew it was like, and you, and you always got to sit so close to the glass. Yeah. So obviously I would get to go to a few games. It was like, you know, save up to go to a few games, but that was something I could be right down ice level. You mm-hmm. got so close, you know, you got free pucks. It was just such a time. And and I think it's such a beautiful like gift to families who can't afford full it totally is. games. Yeah. And then to know that it's also now money is now going to charity, I think is so mm-hmm. beautiful. So anyway, I can't, I'm in Vancouver. I can't get to it, but mm-hmm. I was posting some, um, when we can maybe chat about really quickly, but Dave, um, Davos, Connor McDavid's um, uh, shootout attempt, which was yes. so, it was nasty. I was like, okay, he came he was like, I'm still Connor McDavid. And even if yep. I'm doing this for fun, I'm going to ice, uh-huh. I'm going to snow in your face and then score on you. Yep. But I, I posted it because I thought it was really silly. And I had, and and this will like tie into our final topic of the day, which mm-hmm. is our so excitement about the PWHL. But there's so been a too. lot of hate on women online who love hockey right now. Mm-hmm. Like, it has always existed. But mm-hmm. this past two weeks, it is like vitriolic levels of awful trolls and little pea-brained humans telling women <laughs> that they are not allowed to one like hockey and if they do they're clout chasing or puck bunnies or two mm-hmm. um they don't know anything about hockey and and so anyway I was the recipient of some really fun uh trolling this gentleman from Colorado was like uh <laughs> came on my post i just retweeted sportsnet's image or like uh like gif or video of connor shooting that's all i had i didn't make a comment on it i just was like oh that's really fun i'm gonna repost that um on our on our actual podcast twitter and he was like i don't even he's like what the hell is this um this isn't even uh who who even does this no teams do this this is so embarrassing and i was like well a team that did this and I was trying to actually just educate this person because I thought, you know what? Maybe they have no idea what's going on. I was like, this is just a family fun event. It costs very little. The price is capped and the money goes to charity. So this team did does it every year and it sells mm-hmm. out because the money goes for charity. And he was just like, well, I've been a hockey fan since I was for 28 years and I've never heard of individual teams doing their own skills competitions. And I was like, well, I've been a hockey fan for 38 years and they do it every year. And once again, stop being a Scrooge. It's simply for charity. And then when all these other people were like tagging him, being like, you have, you know nothing of what you talk about. Lots of Canadian teams do it. Lots of teams do it. And the Oilers is just prolific because it costs so much to see a game that families flood the arena. Yeah. And they make it an event and it's wonderful yeah. and it's fun and it's silly. And it means he's like, well, what does it even mean? It means nothing. And I'm like, yes, you're right. It 
it, means it literally nothing. means nothing. He's like, well, then why isn't it broadcast anywhere? I was like, because it means nothing. It's well, not it was broadcast part. on Oilers TV. So if it you're was. an Oilers fan, you could watch it. You yeah. could watch it. But I was like, yeah. it's not in e- on ESPN season. It's not in TSN season. It's not in on sports season because it's not a part of the regular like yeah. week. It is the team it's for it fun. day off for fun. Anyway, he just went off. And then finally, he like sort of changed it. He's like, he's like well, I don't even understand. And I was like, that's fine. You don't need to, sir. But that was my oh. that was my skills comp, me watching and being really thrilled that it was really fun, and then being told I know nothing about hockey because apparently I've never been to one, and real teams don't do skills competitions on their own or something. <laughs> anyway, sir from Colorado, come up to Canada, and I'll even buy you your twenty dollars ticket. And you can you buy your twenty dollars ticket, and you can go to the Oilers skills comp that they literally do every year and every always have, year. and it's always in January. Like they and <laughs> the only like oh I'm. You know what? Sometimes it's just like the internet trolls, and this is actually part of my. I, I didn't make like New Year's re- resolutions, but I find myself sometimes in comment rabbit holes. Uh, it's hard not to because you're just like, how can people be so dumb? And and like now that I realize and I think about it from this way, it's like people who people actually are that dumb and they just don't deserve your attention and by you giving them your your attention you're almost like giving them what they're trying to set out to accomplish which is like they're there to troll and to make people feel negative emotions and i'm like i'm i'm actively giving it to them so i my offering you the, the the like drug you are seeking yeah so like 2024 is about like and I don't want to say it from like, it sounds cocky, but I don't mean it has to be cocky, but just telling myself that I'm too good to pay attention to you things totally like are. that. You are. It's not cocky. You were too good. But then was- like we are like we as a collective yeah. as like fans who care and who, who do know what we're talking about, because mm-hmm. why, why would we, we just make that up? And ironically, like, Sportsnet was what I retweeted. He was posting on a Sportsnet link. So I was like, why am I making this up? The Sportsnet yeah. is not making this up. Like, yeah. but again, I, I wasn't even mad. I like I was sort of like, this is absolutely ridiculous. And I sort of feel bad for you, sir, because you're not yeah. listening or paying attention to it. And if everyone is trying to yell at you, I had no issue. I thought yeah. it was quite humorous. But I agree with you that they're de- either they're deeply not lonely, worth your your like not, attitude or your energy. Yeah. Protect your As, energy. I saw like a, a hashtag that said like, um, bless you and block you. Yes. <laughs> bless you and block you. Yeah, I like that. You know what? Bless That's you bless you and block you. 2024, the new, we're going to go with that. <laughs> new reservation. Oh, I You're love like, it. I bless you. I hope whatever demons you're working through, you figure them out and I block you because you mm-hmm. are not worth my time or energy. Mm-hmm. Um, quick, but- quick note back on that. Do you, I, I just want to bring some more attention to the thing. The, the thing that surprised me the most from the skills comp who had the hardest shot? Yes, friends, because we all thought it would be the Boosh bomb, right? Everyone, one hundred percent. I would have bet. I would have bet a hundred bucks that it was the Boosh but bomb. Apparently, CC can shoot a puck. A hundred and two. Yeah, hundred and two. I guess like if there's no goalie and he can see the, I don't understand why is CC <laughs> not doing that once? No then why doesn't he? Why doesn't he have a, a bomb from the top? Um, why we not like the CC slapper, seen... the CC yeah. slapper, or something? I don't know. Like why? Why? Like. He hasn't had the greatest year. No. And and again, it hasn't been like a terrible year, but like he's sort of been, I don't know, absent or and then suddenly he comes out with this like like whale 
Yeah. So Cody, Cece, now that we all know that you have an absolute cannon, um, we expect you to use it. Yeah. Like at least once or twice for the rest of the season. (laughs) Please. Um, please. I know we took a puck to the face the other day and I was like, yeah, that didn't look very fun. But like, that's no excuse, sir. If you have that talent, if you have that in your arsenal, use it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Please, we expect I, this I, now. I know we were all really hoping, or we all thought that Leonard McDavid was going to <laughs> take the relay. The rough, rough um, relay, yes. Rough, rough relay, but had a little straight stage fright, or was just like, fuck it, I don't need to do this, I'm Leonard McDavid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, and yep. turned around and went back out. Um, and, and again, Cody Cece's dog, right? Was yes, it was Cody Cece, a little Frenchie. I can't remember, I didn't see what his name was. He's so cute. Oh, Hugo. Hugo Cece is his name. Oh, that's very adorable. And he was a little Frenchie and he made it down that ice in seven seconds. I was, I was very impressed with his, his little just legs terrifying. got moving. He's like, I just gotta go. Yeah. He's like, I gotta get, well, I think Cece was a smart dog owner because he was up there and he had a treat in his hand and he whiffed it in front of his face and then he skated backwards and he's like, come and get me. And that dog ran right to him. Like, Everybody I else's dog. Sir? Yeah. Um, but I think it was Leonard or, or one of the other dogs. Oh, I think it was um Hyman's dog. Whoever's got the golden retriever. Oh, it was... uh, that's that's RNH. That's Nuge's dog. Oh, it's Nuge's dog. Um uh just started running and just like wanted to go see other dogs. He's like, Oh, I don't care about you. There's more dogs. I'm gonna go see the dogs. That was it really feels cute. like very fitting. Like, you know, an owner becomes the dog and the dog becomes the owner. That yes. feels fitting for RNH somehow. Like, <laughs> just like team first, like rather totally. just hang with other people. Yeah. I, He's like, I just want to be around the other dogs. Yeah. Okay, wrapping up our own skills competition, yes. which Mr. in Colorado does exist. Mm-hmm. Um out of the two shootout goals, so mm. we had Davos, we had Connor McDavid's ice snow in the face, and then yeah. and then tapped it in, and then we had Leon Drysaddle's backhanded twirly whirly. I don't even know what we're gonna call it. He just skated. He just started sinking forward, and then he turned backward, and then just skated the rest of the way backward. Yeah. What were you more impressed? With? Like, what what do you think? Will we will end up seeing <laughs> in the attempt in our our power play unit at some point by the end of the year? I don't think we're going to see any of those things by our power play unit because <laughs> it's just like not built in. I love both of it. I love the whole experience. I, I, of the two, I don't know. I thought dry saddles was kind of cool. It was like, whoa, what's happening here? But Me too. Um, yeah. I was like, yeah. kind of shocked and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's okay. fun. Magnificent. And then, and then Connor yeah. in the snow. I, I was like, I actually thought he went a little hard. Yeah, it's a little greasy, I think, actually. I was like, like that's like, your own teammate. Come on. I know. I was like, um, sir, this is not for real. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got a competitive spirit, so maybe he just can't turn it off. I don't oh, know. yeah. That's, that's Mr. Competition there. So yeah. we did have a, so a wonderful January start for the Oilers. We are in seven-game heater. We are heading into a crazy month of games, and I'm really excited where, where we go from here. Uh, it's a lot more hopeful to wrap up this like absolutely this we are not doom and gloom yeah it was really tough start to start and just every day it's like we don't even have new material because the same things still suck it was um, really hard to feel it was like very there. hard it was yeah. very hard yeah. but we also have some awesome things to look forward to starting from january 1st we it's have a, a we had a woman's... blessed start to blessed starts yes uh we have a women's professional hockey league the pwhl officially kicked off toronto has sold out every home game for the year we had a record attendance in ottawa with over eight thousand, and then yesterday we had over thirteen thousand in minnesota, minnesota um and the hockey has been awesome have you watched any games 
I have, yes. And it has yes. been awesome. And it is exactly what we knew it would be. Mm -hmm. It would be fast and well played and and like physical. We knew physical. It, was. It, was like, it physical. has been chippy already. I physical. love it. Yeah. I love it yeah. too. And everything that any woman who loves hockey knew it was going to be, or any person who knew it was going to be, um, who didn't like who has a, a brain for hockey and is not yeah. out there trolling that women don't play hockey because they do yeah. tune it on. Now, um, I want to jump right into it, but I do mm -hmm. want to say, like, I have some, I don't have hot takes, but I do have some, like, I'm struggling some with some issues regarding Ooh. the, like, rollout of the PWHL. Okay. And that is, like, okay, first of all, it's very East-centric, which we in the West are obviously, you know, hopefully that will change for us. I would love to see some. I do have a little insider information on that, but I want to hear your takes first, and then I'll but touch I, back I am it. struggling to understand, and maybe you know more, maybe you have, you know, like, an insider look, why there were no team name buy-ins like i want merch i want to pick my team mm -hmm. right now i'm i'm right now i'm pulling for team ottawa because i i am just like there's someone on every team i like and there's something mm -hmm. for everybody who's um, your player in ottawa she's japanese okay i'm gonna say this name wrong akane shiga okay shiga and i just think that's freaking cool that we that's have so cool. japan's first female hockey player playing in ottawa yeah. so and and no but i only picked that team for this like really cool piece of the puzzle because I don't, I don't necessarily like know the team buying yet. Like I want merch. I want a name. I want a mascot. I want all of those things. Like yeah. what about the rollout? Like I think the rollout for me was what I struggled with. The hockey okay. is freaking phenomenal. Yeah. Where are oh. we at with like. Okay. So let me offer you a little insider information to this. So the reason for the rollout the way it is, so how this works right now is the league is operating as the league. The teams are not operating independently. So all the money that has come in from sponsorship and everything is getting equally distributed to each team. Um, so the owners had to buy in and they all paid the same amount. And then the CBA offered, they were able to offer contracts. I believe it's eight or nine players can make league minimum, which is 35K a year. Uh, and then they, they only play for four months, so it's not terrible, you know, and you got to start somewhere. Um, and then the median players are making about 50 K a year. So, um, that's not terrible. So it started with the CBA for that. And then the, the money that was coming from the investment from the village, Billie Jean King foundation to kind of get this up and off the ground. So that's why they didn't give them the names yet is because a, they didn't actually have them picked and solidified in time um, was part of it, but also because um, they, for this year in particular, they're everything is kind of operating centralized. Uh, and that was the way that they had to make sure that each team had equal resources because they want the teams to be as evenly matched as possible. What they didn't want to happen was to have one team have all the powerhouses, one team be shit. And then like that team has a hard time getting a crowd. They wanted it to be good hockey wherever they went. Um, so it's all localized and it's going to be like that for uh, the foreseeable future. Now, having said that, they they are going to have names for next year. Um, so that's well, we'll go in and I actually think they uh, filed for the names as of this week. Um, I don't know if I really like the names that I've heard that they could be, but it could be wrong. Um, but having said that, um, moving forward, it's going to be uh, for the first three years of this league, pending how they do. Um, Cause all the revenues basically are coming in off ticket sales. There is some merch available, but it just says, you know, Toronto or Ottawa or whatever. And, yep. and in the team colors, 
Um, and then um, I actually went to go buy, I really wanted the like PWHL hoodie, but it's just like also so expensive and I spent way too much money over Christmas. So I'm waiting until <laughs> January is over and I can kind of catch up on my Christmas bills and then That's I will buy just, merch. That, in this economy, <laughs> in this economy, I know, that is I know. logical. And I even asked it for, for Christmas and then I was like, if it's shipping was like $40 and I'm like, never mind. Like I just can't justify. The yeah. The West, merch. the West. Um, now obviously there there were some girls that were left off of teams that are sticking around as as free agents and I think the quality of hockey that goes to show like with six teams we knew that there was going to be you know at least three deep lines on each team um and and it was going to be like high quality high pace hockey they will depending how the league goes there's a lot of if thens um they will look to expand now the air canada is their premier partner you know this because you see the commercials that are being played with everything um but air canada is flying the teams from a to b and obviously it's a lot cheaper to fly them than keep them all more if you will like centralized um yes. in in the east now i did hear originally that philadelphia was supposed to have a team over um minnesota but Minnesota was able, the owners there, I guess, are just so awesome. And they were able to strike a deal um, with the Excel Energy Center. So they're playing half the games in where the Wild play. And nice. then they'll play the other half um, in the university. Um, so that's why they were able to have 13,000 fans in that arena. Because they're playing in full NHL size arena. And like, yes. man, if things get going good and Minnesota is really good. I mean, they, they, they could sell out, you know. And they could have 18,000 people at arena by the end of the year. So the girls are playing a 24-game season um, before it gets into playoffs. And um, I think it's just in general, it's just so great. I love seeing all the signs. And I love, okay, like, I get that we this needs to happen and i i love how they're kind of the girls are players too and and like the trolls and it's like you know oh how many tickets did they actually sell versus just give away like th that's not you guys it's it's game one of of a of a new league of a league that has solidified that like every team has almost every team has at least two canadians it's interesting i think minnesota only has two canadians um and then there's uh, Canada or Toronto has the biggest mix of like mostly Canadians with some Americans. Um, Ottawa's got there's there's Swiss girls, there's like there's Swedes, there's um like you said there's Japanese like so there is like we are seeing the best players in the world are playing this league and we do know that there are more girls that will be able to make the jump and play in this league once we we win this nothing's like we're only a couple of years away from the caliber and skill of these players. I don't know if you watch Canada's U18s like that, that are coming up to like these girls still have to go to college and then they can play it. So we're, we yeah. still are a couple of years away from another like huge talent pool of some pretty incredible athletes that then once, once we, you know, we want to make sure that we have the product on the ice is exactly what we promised it, it was going to be. We am saying like, we like I had anything to do with this, but just because yeah. I'm like friends with girls on the teams and yes, I'm friends yeah. with like people who are kind of working behind the scenes as well. Um, uh, working for the it's league. Yeah, you. for sure. Um, and, uh, it, yeah, it's just been so fun to watch. And I think it's just, they had the year that they needed, or they, they had like kind of the, the early signals that they knew that they were going to have a good year. And then they can run with the media messages. It's like, we're doing this because it's the right thing. And it's probably not going to be profitable. The owners know this for the first couple of years. Um, but, but most business adventures are not. Exactly. Not. Exactly. They're not. Anywhere. And 
yeah and like like, i think about all those haters like oh yeah like how many tickets did you actually give away i'm like the carolina panthers are currently selling tickets for 45 cents for the nfl (laughs) don't come at at women who have eight thousand nine thousand fans like the panthers an nfl team an nfl team does not have that many people in the stands Yes. So take your nonsense somewhere else. Yeah, get out of get out of Dodge, and 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 it's about like the representation and the visual. It matters, and so now we've got you know it's easy to find. I can I, the amount of times where I want to watch women's sports, and it's like I got to download a VPN so I can stream it on some service and like do some steal it from somewhere, like or like try and find it like a, someone's got an online stream. Yeah. It's no, the fact no, that but. It's- 11,000 people tuned in game one on YouTube. On Was it YouTube? YouTube where like it was on. Yeah, they streamed it like onto like online, like for free. It was just oh, like. Oh, it wasn't 11,000. It was 2 million. Oh my gosh. Okay. It was I 2 million. <laughs> oh my goodness. And that's what I'm saying. Like if it yeah. exists, if it's there, people will tune in. Like you have to provide product in order to. And it has to be properly promoted too. And like, I understand that you can't properly promote something unless it's, unless it's something you're proud of. And I really do think that this is so something to be incredibly proud of um and and the league and the work that went behind the scenes of putting this all together and it was multiple leagues and folding and blah, blah, blah before they were able to do this. So um, pretty special, really excited. I have watched I didn't watch Boston, Minnesota. Um, I'll, I'll be totally honest. I I haven't picked my team yet. I have a feeling I know who my team is, but I'm having a hard time because it's probably going to be Toronto. Yeah, when you are ready, <laughs> when you are ready to share with the world. Well, I will say so. A friend, a good friend of mine is is like, and we're not super close, but like my she my teammate from bobsled is. Um, married to Blair Turnbull so they were at my wedding and like I definitely like threw her a text when she got the captaincy and like I love watching her play and also Emma Maltis who's a Team Canada player plays for Toronto and she has had the best fits I don't know if you've seen the walk-ins she has like been gifted or like working with different companies to like come out and she is just taking like the fit game like next level so is Natalie Spooner um so for me I, I it's fun to watch but it's it's hard to not really be a huge fan of of Montreal as well with Poulin and yeah. you know it's it's just crazy to me to watch and like kind of cool like Poulin and her fiance play on a line together they've connected they connected for back-to-back goals um and they're the captain and the assistant captain which Did you like see the famous tweet about them and oh that that yeah which she's gay <laughs> she's gay Marcus Marcus <laughs> yeah <laughs> So yeah like know, some, i didn't see her some, boyfriend in the background some like fellow you- named marcus on twitter was like what do you mean like because someone had posted originally how exciting it was that um two fiancés got to celebrate the goal together yeah <laughs> so some fe- some person named marcus i won't assume gender um said <laughs> I, well i didn't see their husband in the glass or their fiance behind the glass what do you mean <laughs> yeah where was the boyfriend behind the glass the boyfriend behind the glass she's, one's, she's gay marcus <laughs> she's gay, she's gay marcus <laughs> which i hope someone has made into t-shirts already because it is oh i'm sure people oh I'm i sure. saw somewhere somebody made a friendship bracelet out of it <gasps> that says she's gay marcus i want yeah one. a friendship okay, if, bracelet if, if, if any if we ever find the person who if you have if any listeners know who that person is who made a friendship bracelet that says she's gay marcus yeah I would really i will purchase one instantaneously because i i am 
I am a, a heterosexual person, but I think it was beautiful and hilarious and the Loved best, it. the best response ever to absolutely. Um, okay, one last I have to stand corrected 2.9 million people. Oh my gosh. Um, oh, That's sorry, amazing. just Canadians, 2.9 Canadians tuned in to watch the PWHL's first game on January 1st. We, we will watch hockey if it is there. Mm-hmm. It, it, if it is, if it exists, we will watch it. And I would encourage anyone who is, if you're going to tune into women's hockey in the Olympics, mm-hmm. then you should be tuning in now because it's, you know what I mean? Like if you can get up for the women when there's a gold medal on the line and get up for the women and celebrate women's hockey and hockey, like inclusive hockey all around because and, it's excellent hockey. It's freaking great hockey. And you know, the best news for us Westerners is like, I'm not going to like turn on the TV and watch Philadelphia play Florida at five o'clock. Cause I don't really care at mountain time that is, yeah. but I will turn on the TV and watch, uh, like Montreal take on Ottawa yeah, or, and, or whatever see, at five o'clock. Putin it's the best food in Ottawa. And you're like, here's our, it's like one of our Olympic women and we love her. But when you're playing a rivalry team, it doesn't matter. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait to see what the true rivalries come out of this. I think they're going to be pretty nasty. I think that they did a pretty good job of setting them up to be tight rivals right off the get-go. Um, it's funny because so the the Boston team and the Montreal or sorry the um, uh, Minnesota team are are very American heavy, um, and and they did that too because they obviously accommodated where these women kind of already live. So they kind of were strategic about that because they're not making enough to be, they're not making enough, like, and they're not getting like a ton of like moving fees and everything paid for. Some of them are, don't get me wrong. And and I don't have that confirmed. I actually don't know this stat, but like, I'm sure there has, like legally, I'm sure there has to be some sort of per diems to be able to help assist someone when they pay. Yes. But also if you can like help people not have to uproot what their life is and like if they own a house somewhere and they don't have to sell their house and move because you know it's it's a short season it's only for four months but they did get centralized ahead of time and um started playing with their teams and like they just did their best to try and help a majority of the players not have to make like major moves now I know Blair did she lived here in Calgary and she had to move out there was a couple Calgary girls that had to move out um uh, Jenner, who is, uh, playing for our, she's captain for Ottawa. She's a, an Eastern girl, like Nova Scotia. So there were some, some moves that had to be made. And, um, so I think a lot of the Americans is funny. I think a lot of them are from Minnesota area. So Minnesota is actually heavy on Minnesotans, which makes sense. And I think that um, also financially yeah. makes sense because then you exactly. are buying into like, there's, there's already that right, not rivalry, but like a buy-in of like, that's my local person. I'm going to exactly. sell my local person. So exactly. logically it makes sense financially too. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome start for that. I'm just really excited. I I'm doing my best to like, even if I can't watch the game to kind of log in <laughs> and, like, and like checking, checking yeah. as much as I can. If I'm yeah. Busy. And just like help with numbers because it's like those, those are the things uh, now that I work in sport, I know those are the things that matter. It's like how many unique viewers you have or, or people who start the game. Those metrics for sure. Yeah. Um, and even if I can't watch the whole game, I still want to take a peek at it, make sure it's like, it's a free way to support, um, the girls get it going. And then I, I can't wait to like, kind of watch these rivalries unravel. And, um, it's been kind of fun because it's like, you see teammates that are, you know, team Canada teammates that are. They're friends, you know, they're friends off the ice because that core group is so tight. 
and they're just going at each other. There's been some rough, dirty plays in the corners already, and you're like, there are no friends on the ice, yeah, and no I appreciate once that. Once you are on your team, there are yeah. no friends. That is, yeah. a, that is, it is game on, and I love yeah. that about, I love that about our desires of hockey, where it's like, and now mm-hmm. we go, here we go, and I love you, and once this game is over, I'll probably go to your house and have dinner, but right yeah, now, exactly, get out of my way. Yeah. Well, I am. It has been a, a beautiful few weeks of hockey, both as an Oilers fan and now as a PWHL fan. I'm so excited to to see what January brings. Mm-hmm. Um, any final words before we wrap up our first pod of 2024, Riz? Yeah, this is a long one, but we had a lot to catch up on, which I'm very stoked about it. Final words are, uh, let's keep the positive juju going. And it's not us if we ruin the streak again. You literally take the words out of my head. I was like, please don't hate us if we break another seven game or eight game streak. I apologize. Let's hope that's not the case. Uh, at least, at least get, get one off Chicago on Tuesday. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to maybe some, some behind the scenes coverage for our, our, uh, um for our socials because uh, i will be at that battle of alberta and not yes. next not next saturday the saturday after so i will finally get to see the boys play um for the first time in a long time because the drought, road trip yeah the road right. trip i mean it, they've just been gone for so long so i yeah. think they do play at home quite a bit coming up as well so Good. um i'll have an excuse i did get a, a nephew on christmas day my I sister. saw that. Yeah. Congratulations to your is is was it on Christmas Day? On Christmas Day. Yep. 5 a.m. Christmas morning. Oh, <laughs> Welcome to the world, baby Jack. Welcome to the world, baby Jack. You are a Christmas miracle, baby. A little yes. that is amazing. That's so yes. cool. And um, so I, I have an excuse to go Christmas to Edmonton. Birthdays, though, too. Yes, you do. Oh, probably the worst. The worst, but I definitely have an excuse to go to Edmonton. So um yeah my sister being the one who has the season ticket so and <laughs> you know he, can come in yeah and some fun. can come and play for a little bit or maybe we'll take baby jack to his first Oilers game in, inter, indoctrinate them early that's what we yes absolutely mm-hmm. thank you rez it's been a long one as you said but i am so excited for the month and we will be back we'll see how the game uh the game goes on tuesday and then we'll determine when when we can record again um, mm-hmm. As we are, as we said, highly superstitious individuals, but uh, we're really excited for this little heater and we want it to keep going. So this has been the Mother Pucker podcast. Um, if you like this podcast or other work like this, um, check us out on the Ordinary Podcasting Network, where you can find a bunch of podcasts about some really cool things. Um, and we uh, will we'll be back soon. The Mother Pucker podcast is a proud member of the Ordinary Podcasting Network. For more information on this or any of our other podcasts, please visit OrdinaryPodcast.com. The Ordinary Podcasting Network would like to acknowledge that the lands on which our conversations take place include the traditional territory of the Treaty 7 people in southern Alberta and the Métis Nation of Alberta, as well as the unceded territories of the Coast Salish peoples, including the Musqueam, Squamish, and tsleil First Nations.